0: Listening to the Apollo Podcast
1: Network. Three, two, one. I feel like I fit. I fit right in. You know what I'm saying with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my my, my will to win will. that's a fact. That's a fact. We got a lot of young talent. a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it. So, yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.
0: What is going on, everyone? You are listening to The Summit State of Mind, the podcast of dream shakes and stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and of course with me, me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM Justin. Follow all of us on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commission, at Summit SOM pod, and at Apollo NBA and at Apollo HOU. GM, I want to do something a little different today. We've been doing so many so many episodes where we've just kind of talked about the recent play of the Rockets, and how could you not? You know, we we're in the thick of the season, we're 30 games officially into the season right now, but I obviously want to shine the spotlight upon something else because there's been a lot of rumors, the rumor mill is in full effect right now, we are literally in like mid to late December around Christmas time. It's the most wonderful time of the year because it is surrounded by Christmas and Santa Claus and... The birth of Jesus Christ, but obviously, you know, it's also fun in the NBA because that's when the rumor mill really starts to spill out. But before we go into that, GM,
1: mind my, my manners. How are you doing tonight? Oh man, everything's good. Um, this the the what do they say? The hot stove is popping in baseball terms, but piping hot. Yeah, and the Rockets are certainly going to be in the thick of things for the next two months until the trade deadline. So it's a good start for it, especially considering that we have guys that are certainly tradable, guys that we probably don't want on the team anymore. We're not going to say it specifically. Eric Gordon. But, you know, like with all of that being said, there are certainly a lot of things that are going to happen. And uh, the next two months will play out, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, with this team, Anything can possibly happen. I mean, I would be more entertained than that game last night, that's for sure.
0: The entertainment value for the Rockets, you're either, you got to get lucky. It's a roll of the dice at this point. You're either getting skyrocket results, which is games that we've won, which have been Phenomenal and fun games, and then you just get the L's, the absolute worst those where you lose against the San Antonio Spurs, the worst team in the NBA, who are trying to tank for Wemby but are failing miserably against the Rockets because they're officially two and O against the Rockets. Um, we are going to obviously talk about the rumor mill, and we want to f- hone in and focus in on one very special Rocket, the longest tenured Rocket, which is Eric Gordon. But before we do that, I do want to shine a spotlight on last night's game. I don't want to shine too bright of a spotlight, but just a a little, not a spotlight, but a little dim light, I guess, I suppose. Well, the best way to lay it out. The Rockets lose to the San Antonio Spurs uh, as we record on a Tuesday night, which was yesterday. We, they lost 124-105, to dropped to a 9-21 and record. They're officially the third-worst team in the NBA uh, by the NBA standings as of today, which would be Tuesday, December 20th. 30 games into the season, GM... Uh, NBA All Star voting has released and sent out. We're, yeah, like th- out of eighty games, we're getting we're inching closer to about the fifty percent marker. I'd say about we're about the thirty five percent way through the season.
1: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, we're getting third, there We're getting, to, getting yeah, to the half point almost.
0: Third worst team in the NBA. Are we shocked? Are we not shocked?
1: No, not not for me. I mean, you're the guy that picked them to go to the play-in, so. Um, the dream me, the dream not, of 30
0: plus wins is not not, li- not looking so good.
1: I mean it, it, it's certainly a possibility. We can probably hit the high 20s this year, but it's up to the team. There have been focus issues, if like mechanical issues in terms of shooting, especially with uh, Jalen Green and in some respects Jabari Smith Jr. It's just more so fundamental things in terms of their shot. I feel like it's something that is certainly um, repairable. For the guys, uh you know Jalen will get hot again. he's just been struggling from his from the outside and it's something that's been a current struggle with the last like what seven to ten games for Jalen um, but you know we'll we'll see how it goes. It, I think it's something that will be fixed. It's just a bad time right now. I've been screw tightening
0: this uh I've been screw tightening coach Silas from to- at time to time. I've screw tightened um, against my own son at the beginning of the season. I've I've been a screw tightener on uh, Alperin Shangun. I've been a screw tightener on Kevin Porter Jr. I'm gonna screw tighten right now on on Jalen Green, and I haven't really done it much. I've
1: been very you complimentary been, of him. You very very uh, critical.
0: In yeah the yeah, that's yeah. what the screw by by the way. That's uh that's wrestling talk, y'all. Screw tightener. That means I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna be very a little negative. I take it not a little. I'm gonna be a little negative, very negative, on Jalen Green. The three point shot has been so wildly inconsistent, especially in the last like few weeks, that he's still only a second year player in the NBA. But I did expect there to be some level of somewhat consistency, Mm -hmm. because when he misses, he misses like 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 not even close. Like, it's not going in and out, shot doesn't really look in line, the mechanics actually look off when he shoots the three. It's like, once he misses the first few, his mechanics are kind of off, and there's like a twitch in the jump shot of like a like a half second that's thrown, that not a lot of people can see, but if you line up shots from side to side, you can kind of see it. I can tell, just by watching it, that the jump shot just isn't... It just doesn't look good right now. So I'm at a point now with Jalen Green where I don't I don't prefer that he takes as many threes as he's been taking. I would prefer him to kind of drive into
1: the lane, create contact. He's been hitting those mid-range bunnies, though, exactly.
0: sure. Exactly, and and just kind of attacking the game in different ways. If you're going to shoot the three, let the three come to you. Let it be in a set and let it be in a run that is uh, or a play that's going to be set for you. Unfortunately, that has not been the case um I don't want to dive too deep into this like I said I we've done so many episodes lately uh where we've just kind of talked about the overall team and like how Jalen Green's performed KJ Martin I can go on and on uh how these players have performed how Dasha Nix has not performed you know what I mean like we can talk all day about that but I don't want to go into too much depth on it but I did just want to shine a little bit of a spotlight we do lose the Spurs we're just we're just not a consistent team man and 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 I still believe that we're our nine and twenty one record is still, still a lie, mm-hmm. because I still believe that we should have had those two wins against the Spurs, we should have been, well, we should be better than our record, and unfortunately that has not been the case. So, it it's really not set up for us to do very very well moving forward. Silas, Coach Silas, did he maybe he came back a little too soon? take maybe taking like a few days maybe maybe a few more days off just to kind of see where his head was at Mm -hmm. we don't know where his head is at that's the thing and you know bless that man for coming back as soon as he did to be with his his second family for being with the Rockets but you know just I I wonder where his headspace is at as well yeah you know because it can affect it can affect it's like it's like when you're going to your job and you're just and, and you're dealing with it. You know, you're, you you want to deal with your your process properly, your bereavement. You know what I mean? You want to be able to deal with that properly. Mm-hmm. Before we close the book here on the Rockets play, Coach Silas overall, though, like from what I've seen lately, it just seems like it's still there's still been an effect on him that's affected the way he's been coaching lately.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I do believe that he certainly came back just a tad bit too early. Um, it wasn't ideal in terms of his own headspace. I mean, I'm not gonna blame him for that one play that uh, Vader posted. He called, they call it the the Wemby run, the Wemby, and it's like it's that play between Knicks Eric Gordon and Bruno Fernan- Fernando, and it was just really, really bad. I saw the play, um, and it just looked horrible I've never seen a team look that bad but when you know when Dacia Nix and Eric Gordon are your engines for a said play uh you might have second thoughts about whether or not you know this is right <laughs> but um yeah no I don't know yeah I wouldn't it, know it just it just wasn't it but you know at the end of the day uh the Spurs have our number and it's it's very 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 apparent uh they have a great head coach over there in Greg Popovich. He knows exactly what he's doing. He prepares his team so well. And that's the difference between what a, a decent coach and what a great coach can do with the amount of talent. Um, I, I'm not going to start the debate on if, you know, Popovich was coaching Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr., what kind of dividends would be paid. But that we're not going to open that Pandora's box because, unfortunately, Steven Silas is our coach. Um, I'm not saying it in the sense of that, you know, it sucks that he's our coach, but he's just not succeeding. But anyways outside of that let's uh wipe our hands of that game yeah i'm very done with it i'm so done with it rinse (laughs) my mouth with some mouthwash and just let's get to tomorrow when palo bincaro and uh Bull bowl come to to center and let's see if the rockets can possibly grab a w yeah
0: no we'll see and 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 i do want to talk about that as we kind of wrap up the show but we're here for the obvious reason look December 15th was a very important day for the NBA particularly for the Rockets it's the day when players that have signed over uh, was it over the summer that have signed over the summer become eligible for trade Mm -hmm. why does that cross paths with the Rockets you may say because Eric Gordon has been signed now for a few more years Mm -hmm. he has the last year of his contract which would be next year we're trying to people are going to ask like why is it a big deal to us well obviously you know Jay Sean Tate ends up getting put on the table here because he is a one of those that signed a contract over the summer he is now eligible for trade Mm -hmm. players that have been signed over the summer are now eligible for trade from this December 15th going all the way up to the trade deadline and with that said now I do want to talk about the rumor mill particularly I want to talk about Eric Gordon the longest tenured rocket uh, since the James Harden days the James Harden era the the first year Mm -hmm. of Mike D'Antoni and point guard Harden uh, and, and that was when we acquired Ryan Anderson, as well as a uh, stout Eric Gordon. And he's been he's been great. He's been wonderful. We've talked about it time and time again of how he's performed on this team. Clutch moments, the 65-win season, the sixth man of the year. The player that has performed time and time again and at the end of the day should go down as one of the best Rockets players that has done a Rockets uniform. Maybe not like top 10 Maybe not top fifteen, but he should be up there in the top twenty. He definitely at deserves the very some least. Love for sure. Yeah, yeah, he deserves to yeah. be up there because his consistency, his fortitude, um, his professionalism should never be overlooked. Now let's gloss now let's gloss over these rainbows and get to the end of the uh tunnel here so we can get to the pot of the gold. Unfortunately, we're not a 65-win team. Now we are looking for trades, and from the past few years, from what we have read and what we've seen and from what myself and the GM have heard, it's been a tough go in terms of trading away Eric Gordon, whether it was a Daryl Morey or a Raphael Stone. They do want key picks in return or a significant key piece that can come back to the Rockets or a young player. That was kind of the asking price throughout the past few seasons this season more than any other season that has ever uh, existed since the eric gordon you know signing has happened the stance has softened significantly especially this season and that is why i truly believe that a trade will end up happening here um i'm just kind of like letting everybody know as well that the rockets have always had this hard cap of what they wanted to acquire for eg but now the stance has softened so I'm assuming that these dance partners are now going to come ready in the wings. You got Phoenix, you got your New York, you got teams like that that are kind of vying for playoff spots and vying for championships and trying to get that last ancillary piece that can kind of get you over the hump to kind of get you there with that playoff experience and leadership and fortitude that Eric Gordon has. GM, I want to pass the keys off over to you now. With the December 15th uh, you know, start now in place, players being able to get traded. Most of the basically 90 plus percent of the NBA becomes eligible now for trade, mm-hmm. barring uh, injuries and stuff of that nature, uh inactive players as well. Where do what do you see? What have you heard so far? What have you read and ultimately what do we think is going? What do you think overall what's going to happen to uh our our best friend Mr. uh Gordy <sighs> eric Gordon himself?
1: I do believe that Eric Gordon will be traded. I think there's just it just makes way too much sense. Um, it makes no sense to hold on to him, especially for F.L. Stone. Um, we, got, we got to give guys more PT, unfortunately. You know, guys are vying for K.J. Martin to start right now, and they want Eric Gordon to be benched uh, in favor of that. But unfortunately, if Eric Gordon is benched, all it does is diminishes his value. Um, and unfortunately because of that, that is the reason why we are playing in Eric Gordon as a starter because we have to make sure that we treat our players correctly, our veterans, and even though it's not like probably the best decision, Silas probably wants to start a KJ, or even when a Jayshon Tate does return, he will maybe start, you know, and but unfortunately to uphold the value of that is E.G., I feel like we have to start him. It's just a matter of semantics. And unfortunately, it's not going to be something that will make fans happy. But in the long run, in terms of his value, and if we want to bring something back of worth, whether it's multiple draft picks or a, um, you know, a impact player that could possibly help in the long term not just this year Uh, that's certainly a possibility and unfortunately because of us holding that value Eric Gordon has to start Um, but outside of that I do believe that he will be traded the question is to who I mean was it Brett Siegel has reported that the Suns the Knicks the Grizzlies and the Pelicans are a few of the teams that have inquired about the availability of that of an Eric Gordon. And due to these teams, all of them possibly vying for a playoff spot, especially the three of the four teams. The Knicks, I don't know exactly where they are in the standings, but let me go look. But all of those teams naturally are very intriguing.
0: They're actually on a win streak right now. They're oh, actually the Knicks doing are the sixth very, seed. very Yeah, they they're play? doing very, very well actually. So they were actually riding a was that a five or six game home? Uh, five or six game win streak from the last time that I checked. Uh-huh. Uh, shout outs to Ryan Garcia, by the way. Our, he's our resident uh, Nick fan uh, that we play basketball yeah. with. Yeah. Shout outs to you, Brody. But uh, he's always keeping tabs on him, so he's kind of like I, I'll pay attention to the standings. I don't watch that team religiously, but I will always check in and kind of see how they're doing. And they're actually pr- having themselves a pretty good season. Julius Randle's kind of uh f- getting back to form from the initial season where he did go off and mm-hmm. was one of the best players in the NBA uh rj barrett's obviously doing his thing i can see an eric gordon going there possibly and kind of turning the tide putting in that positive um veteran influence kind of teaching rj barrett the ropes and kind of getting him to where he needs to be i I like that idea
1: i mean i like the idea of us receiving quentin grimes uh in a deal with uh the knicks for no what about
0: that no but what about that gosh from the hawks like he got traded Oh, Cam Reddish.
1: Cam Reddish. I would. Um, I'm not sold on Cam. He did. Didn't he just sign I'll take the extension?
0: The, I'll take the flyer for him. Or was that R.J. Barrett that's? That was R.J. The Barrett. That got okay, the extension. okay. 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 They're not I gonna pay. Yeah, they're definitely not gonna pay Reddish the extension. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling like, I, for my own selfish reasons, and I have my whole backing on why I believe it, and it's totally out of nowhere, and and out of and and totally out of left field. But I I want the Knicks to be relevant. I'm ready for the Knicks to be relevant again. Yeah, me too. Again. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, Knicks, I, I like it's it. It's the mecca. And, um, MSG it's, is rocking. It's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. They deserve. They deserve their flowers at some point, man. That that team has struggled yeah, for years absolutely. on end. They I, haven't been relevant since like the late '90s. Yeah, and oh, I, I, I mean the mellow days were just were just a oh, wash dude, in my I, opinion. I mean, you know yeah, what I, mean? I liked
1: those mellow days. I yeah, mean, no, they were great, yeah. but they
0: were they never got past what the second round. They were they no, were no. It's true. It's they, true. They weren't a good team. You're wrong. Speaking of which, right now against the defending yeah, champions. Third quarter, one minute one minute left in the third quarter against the defending champion Warriors. The Knicks are up 18. Mm-hmm. So this
1: team is performing. And God, it, did you imagine it, Eric Gordon going on to signing, team. They're signing. Jalen Brunson has been killing it. Yeah, that's another, another reason why. And I think that is something good. of the reason. Like, he's certainly a reason why the team is succeeding. He gives them another guard. Um, and he's been playing so well. So well. And I'm very happy for him. You know, Jalen Brunson was given the keys and the reins for a Knicks team that has struggled. So... I do. I like the idea of bringing in an Eric Gordon on that team. Who he would take back? I don't know. I Me, mean, Mitchell Robinson. Man, I wish, but no. That's probably highly unlikely. But, um,
0: yeah. I I think Eric Gordon right now is, and you have to start being these teams that are gonna want him. Yeah. And the thing is, is that people are gonna think like like you're you're playing. You're playing like a like teeter totter as this moment as as childish and as malign as it seems. You're playing a teeter totter game because really, at the end of the day, like is he? Like is he like he's he's old now he's like thirty four years old is he past his prime because like we know he's lost a step we know the three has gone more inconsistent we know that he has his first step has significantly slowed down his defense has obviously lacked as of late it wasn't he's not the sixty five and you know seventeen rocket Eric Gordon that was. You know,
1: Superstar Sixth Man.
0: Superstar Six Man, Sixth Man of the Year, you know, hitting big shots time and time again for this Rockets team. But are we equating it to him being 34 years old? Or are we equating it to the fact that he's just playing in a rebuilding team and he's just going through the motions? Which I'm not gonna blame this guy for. I'm not for for the way that Eric Gordon is, who's dealt with so many health issues since his mm-hmm. Hoosier days, since he went since he was a you know, since he was a clipper, I completely understand from the way that his body reacts that he wouldn't i mean think about it like you wouldn't want to you know put your put your entire body on the line especially when at the end of the day i'm sure gordon's deal is he wants to win a championship it'd be great to keep him here obviously like just for the the fact that he's he'll just be the vet yeah the vince carter he could take the vince carter out that's cool but no, at the end of the day, like we want him to get traded. He deserves to get traded. So, like back to my original point, do, is he not doing well because he's past his prime, or is he just not doing well because he's playing for a bad team? I think and I if, think I think it, you know it's a mean? mixture of both. Yeah, and I I mean, that's the thing. He's like he's not playing as
1: motivated because
0: we suck. Yeah, and the contenders have all. So the belief was is that before the rumors had started, that Eric Gordon's value has dropped uh, significantly. But, ac- but according to Kelly Iko, that has not been the case. And GM, I know you have more information on that. That has not been the case in regards to uh, the teams. Teams that have been interested in Eric Gordon, the interest yeah. has still been
1: very high. Absolutely, you're not you're not wrong there. Um, a good friend of the podcast, uh, Roosh, uh, said that more than half of a dozen or. Are- over half a dozen offers have been, you know, sent to Houston and have included a first-round pick. So it's kind of like, what are the Rockets weighing at this moment? Obviously, maybe they're waiting for uh, getting closer to the deadline to see what kind of better offers could get on the table. Considering that some of these teams have already showed their hand, maybe they're trying to get a little bit more squeeze, a little bit of juice, you know, out of the deal, Rafael Stone. But you know, I think uh, it's good considering that, and also because of the fact that EG is not guaranteed for next year, that they can just cut him loose, and it's it's all good. They're not really losing much. They're just getting him for this year, for the run this year. And if anything does occur, then maybe it'll happen. I mean, if he does go to another team and they win the title, that last year of the contract is guaranteed. You know, And to win an NBA championship, are you willing to pay Eric Gordon another $20 million the next year? Yes, absolutely, because the goal is to win a ring. It doesn't matter. Like, I would overpay just to get one ring. Like, come on, guys. Think about it like the Astros well, trading for Zach Greinke.
0: Well, they overpaid for the—well, they overpaid for—well, actually, even a better point to that, the Lakers, they got Anthony Davis, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and in hindsight, it, looked, it was a great deal for the Lakers at the time. But then you mm-hmm. think about it. You have Lonzo Ball. You have Brandon Ingram, who ended up being ballers later on. You know, Brandon Ingram has really formed into his own one of the best wings in the NBA. Yeah. There have been, like, these talents that have all come across, you know, Josh Hart as well, that that's, like, one of the best comparisons because, like, since they won the bubble in 2020, Anthony Davis has, what, played a handful of games? Like, he hasn't been healthy, and he might, in the rumors, he might be be out for a few months now. Yeah. So that's, like, another comparison. Yeah, you should absolutely overpay because, and think about it like this, the cap continues to increase. Players of high value... Players of high value end up getting overpaid, and mm. t- teams tend to overspend on these players. Yeah, if you can get Eric Gordon at a twenty million dollars a year, and he ends up being hitting big shots for you, key defensive plays, um, becomes that veteran that you need. The swagger makes hits a big layup, you know, and hits big layups uh, when the offense is struggling on on that team that's competing for a title. Yeah, it's not an overspend. It's exactly what. Eric Gordon, in my opinion, deserves my belief. I'm a firm believer in this, is that if Eric Gordon, if you're paying Eric Gordon 20 million if that contract becomes guaranteed, I guarantee you he made a significant impact in that title run. There's just no way. Yeah. Like he's gonna absolutely like make his mark in that title run to earn that contract. I'm sure that's how he sees it. So whether it's Philadelphia, Phoenix, New Orleans, New York Knicks. Golden State could use him as well. Yeah, absolutely. Golden State he, he, could use him he, as he well. Definitely and, could. And the thing is, is that when you, another another thing I like to adding equating to what he can do well now, he still spaces the floor very very well. He's still a despite his inconsistent numbers, he's shooting a career low right now. He's only averaging ten or eleven points a game. Mm-hmm. But like I said, this isn't a team that is rebuilding where he is unfortunately going through the motions. It's not us bagging on Eg. It's just more like yo man, we want you to succeed. We want to see you win a title because you were a rocket for 7 years, you know, you've earned your right to compete for a title and we want you to spread your wings and fly, baby. Fly Gordy, fly. You know, that's that's what I want to see from him. There I want go. to see him succeed. Yeah. Um I think Eric Gordon from I think Eric Gordon for what he is and for what he stands for in today's game. Would just be perfect. And in any championship team, even as of now, even in his late stage in his career, just not by the fact that he's just a floor spacer, but also the GM because of the fact that he can still drive it to the cup. He is still as strong as a
1: freaking ox. Yeah. He absolutely. can still move absolutely. defenders. I, I, I think that if he was placed in the correct offense or a team that is more motivated in terms of championship aspirations, you will see a heavier effort in terms of an Eric Gordon. And Like if we were to trade him hypothetically to the Phoenix Suns in a three-way Jay Crowder deal, which was rumored earlier in the year where we were supposed to receive Grayson Allen. um, That's another place where Eric Gordon can certainly thrive. He'd play next to a point guard who he played with for two years in Chris Paul. He'd play with another athletic wing that he could pair next to in Devin Booker, uh, a star big in DeAndre Ayton. Uh, whenever Cam Johnson gets healthy, if he does get healthy this year, I don't remember um, off the top of my head. He hasn't uh, been healthy the whole year. Yeah, and um, you know he's he's hitting restricted free agency this year as well. But I feel like they're going to bring him back. Anyways, he is certainly a player that uh, connects with Gordon in terms of talent and ability on the floor. Eric Gordon is somebody that can be effective. But on this team he is not surrounded with players that help him. He certainly has to do things that um, he isn't exactly great at where it's just like let him handle the ball. It's not necessarily his strength. it's just kind of like a matter of necessity yeah because of the team okay, right
0: well think about it like this also sorry I, I want to I, because I, I was thinking about like all the good things that Gordon brings to the table and you just totally brought up a good point with me. <laughs> What about the return now? Like, what about the return? Like, we want to see him succeed. It's great. But Stone still wants, you know, the stance is softened. And, and I, the chances are higher now than ever of him getting traded. And I firmly believe he's going to get traded based on the articles I, I've read. And partially from what me and the GM have heard, I'm not going to say how, mm-hmm. but we've heard. We've heard chirpings that Eric Gordon could be traded. So the return of what? we could get for Eric Gordon. Like what, what do you want from an Eric Gordon trade this year? You know, take, take mm-hmm. apart the year from years past. Cause we know what we've wanted in years past, mm-hmm. but an Eric Gordon now in 2022 to 2023,
1: what do we want in return for an Eric Gordon? Um, I want a first round pick, but it, I don't want it to be this year. I want it in like 2024 or we don't have our own draft pick. I don't know if we have the pick with, the Nets, or is it a swap just this year? I don't know if we have a pick next year with them. I don't exactly remember, but certainly because we do owe a draft pick to the Thunder, I think it's that gonna start, a draft yeah. pick would help it's gonna in start terms in 2024. of 2024. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think we really need um a pick this year, but. I don't prefer will well, I'll say this. I'll say this. We already have Milwaukee's pick, right? We have our own pick. So that would mean another three first-round picks. But the thing about this draft in particular is that even though it is top-heavy, it is still considerably deep. And I think because it is more considerably deep, having a later first-round pick doesn't necessarily mean that we will keep it because it will hold more value. And because it holds more value, it does not necessarily uh, mean that we're going to keep it. So with that, it can certainly be traded in terms of another ancillary piece, maybe a veteran, you know, or maybe a draft pick later on down the line, 2024, 2025, 2026. Who knows? Or even a few for, a few second-round picks. Shout-out to Beama Thug, our second-round pick guy. But in regards to all of that, it that's certainly something, correct? And because of that, like, I'm okay with getting that because of – what i believe the value is am i wrong it's possible it's certainly possible but it's not preferable does that make sense it's not my preference but it doesn't mean i'm completely against it um obviously my preference is to get a first round pick later on the next like not this year but the year after or I I'd, I'd honestly that, prefer you know? to yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like that's something that we could use. Um would it be nice to get a nice uh, another young player? Yeah, of course in hindsight, not in hindsight, sorry, in foresight, but because we have so many young players, it's like Actually does it doesn't really make sense. Yeah, then, unless we then, trade like a Jagup and, you know, other pieces, but it have to be a very very valuable young player. Right? Yeah, no,
0: I totally agree with you there. <laughs> I will go so far as to say I'll even take it a step further. I absolutely do not want a young player. I don't want another 20 20-year-old 20 to 23, 24 even maybe. I if if to be honest, I don't want anyone in return. I don't want a player in return. I want the asset. I want the pick. I want the cash considerations. <laughs> I want the trade exception. I want, shout out to Beamer Thug, I want the second round pick. I want something that is not attainable that you can hold via your hands. I want, I want, basically, I don't want a player. I don't think it would be best for this team right now. Um, I don't believe it'll just benefit this team in any way because you already have a KJ Martin who I've also heard is still on the outs because of the fact that he hasn't gotten any start like he's barely gotten any starting minutes and now it's still wearing on him people are thinking that oh, KJ Martin's getting an increase in minutes increase in production maybe he'll want to stay because he loves the team great relationship with the players his teammates blah 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 but no that is not the case he still wants to get traded and it's just a shame too because I get it you know fans are always like start KJ Martin. Yeah, bench EG. It's unfortunately not the way it works. You can't just do that. Like, that's the thing. You can't just do it, especially when you're in a market where some of these players, ex-players that I just mentioned, is on the trade block because you need to do this thing called, oh, wait, hang on a second, showcase. You need to showcase that these players are still viable and are still very good, in the reviews overall from what we've heard have still been positive amongst the NBA teams. Mm-hmm. They're still gonna want an Eric Gordon. So KJ Martin, for instance, needs still, you know, I want him to start, but it's just not gonna happen until EG's gone. You know what I mean? And Where does so, beca-
1: guarantee he'll start. I mean, Jay Sean Tate is still in hanging out there, and I think the preference of the team is to have Jay Sean Tate out there as the starting 3 I'm but not December sure.
0: 15 i mean even after the december 15 date i mean do you think that they could also entertain the trade offers for jay sean tate as well i mean i it, can see it, that being possible option. it's possible you know what i mean, mean i just I'm outside not,
1: of the core i feel like the team is a huge fan of what he brings to the table and so oh i'm a huge he, fan because, I, dude i would love to keep him yeah i think i think recency bias suggests that because we haven't seen him in so long it's that. Oh, he doesn't um, get enough love. Yeah. yeah people, I just don't people think he forget, ever gets enough love. Um, I he he's a great the player. Table. Yeah. And I think that because of that, people are like a lot easier in terms of like, Hey, we can, we can deal with him if we want, but I mean, granted he's not healthy for one that already lowers his value. He does have a great contract. Let's be completely transparent, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is all there. You know what I mean? And because of that, I don't think necessarily it's like now is the right time. Um, I don't, Think that we need to. That's not something we need to entertain, unless like it's a deal that Rafael Stone believes is like a completely like you know you know um, what is it called like something that blows him out the water. I yeah, honestly no, I can so. see um, other people being dealt, but not um, probably Jay, not. Yeah, Jay Sean, Jay Sean wouldn't be on point that point table no, in
0: that no. juncture. But you know, to continue on to our you know quote unquote hot stove talk, mm-hmm. circling back to KJ Martin, he he is still being talked about like as much as stone is probably being tighter with him um in terms of trade i don't think the stance has softened for a kj martin at all i'm sure it has to be something like you said for like like similar to jay sean it has to really blow them out of the water it has to be something that you know it has to be not a king's ransom maybe a maybe not the prince's ransom but whatever the second son is the Duke, the Duke's ransom. Maybe the Duke, the Duke's ransom. There you go. Boom. Touché. There you go. You just got a new saying from the summit. The Duke's ransom. A player that is basically not a star, not a superstar, but a role player, slightly above a role player. Yeah. Absolutely. A Duke's ransom. I think a Duke's ransom would be what Rafael Stone wants in terms of what they can get for a KJ Martin. Now, mm. GM, if from what we are hearing, because Phoenix wants KJ. Miami has tapped in on KJ. Mm -hmm. I'm sure New York has tapped in on KJ. What do you think is going to happen with KJ Martin here? Like, There's still that possibility.
1: He Um, could still go. I I, I personally don't want him to go. I think he fits so well with his team, and he certainly holds value in terms of what he brings to the table. But it just all varies based on what the team sees. Uh, If you were to ask me today, I'm not trading KJ. Um, KJ brings a lot to the table for this team um he can be a small ball four three you know jabari smith jr decides you know if they decided to, uh, to deploy jabari smith jr at the five for a short amount of spurts yeah out there with the guys uh kj'd be great out there with them you know what i mean but at the end of the I day agree. it's kind of just like what the team sees uh, i i'm not in support of it if you're going to be completely transparent um i do not want to trade him but if he does get traded, I understand. But within reason, it all has to be within reason. That's it. Um, but personally, to me, I think that we should keep him. I mean, that's just how I feel personally.
0: What if a three team trade becomes available? Uh uh-huh. You know, where it's KJ and an Eric Gordon or a young player ends up coming in return. Uh it varies it varies. And a first yeah, round it depends pick. On, then on the you know start, the I guess kinda looking at it, right? Yes,
1: it depends on the effectiveness. I mean, granted, he will be a restricted free agent, I think, after this year. I don't know if he when he was drafted he signed a three or four year deal. Um, but he will be getting paid. But the question is, well, if K J Martin were to get paid it would be similar to Jay Sean Tate, or he'll be getting a little bit more than Jay Sean. The thing about that as well is that if that does occur, if they're willing to pay him it's just a matter of like you know, with with the salary cap rising in a few years, um, it won't be it won't be nearly as bad. So it's like in the short term, it's like maybe we're paying KJ Martin too much, but later on, it's like oh well, maybe we're paying him league league average later on. So that that's uh, uh, that's a lot to think about and a lot to swallow in terms of all of that. But Kenny, did you see um something else that was reported today by Tim McMahon? Ha. <laughs> You saw yeah, that you I saw did. that you saw that I
0: did but I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't want to take the proverbial thunder away from you no pun intended <laughs> that, tell, the, tell the people tell the people because I'm sure not a lot of people that obviously are not, aren't connected to Twitter probably wouldn't know but well other um, people know
1: Tim McMahon had stated basically in his uh tweet this evening stating that if James Harden's tenure in Philadelphia if it kind of, I guess say if it Ends in a failure, hypothetically speaking. Do not um, put it behind a possible reunion of James Harden in Houston. Kenny, as uh, as guys that were big Harden guys when he was here, <clears throat> I personally would like to know, how would you feel if a Harden were to return? And the funny thing is this. Um, man, I we... This is releasing tomorrow. You know, it just would have been funny if we were able to um, ask this question. If this released when we had um, AC on in the <laughs> podcast on Saturday, um, you know, I would have. I you mean, know, I think we did ask him the question, but it was kind of like in jest. Where an actual report has happened to that tonight. So, Kenny, now that this has been put out there for the Twitter sphere for the world to see, and kind of like where they're putting that proverbial idea in your brain what do you think in terms of a possible hard return
0: well i just want to open up by just saying this right here in february 2022 so this year beginning of this year uh, when the trade deadline was taking place i got onto a space a twitter space uh that paolo had hosted um, that yeah, you know, I'm not gonna call him uh, prodigy. That prodigy posted because he was prodigy at the time. That prodigy had posted, uh, talking about the trade deadline, and the idea came up. And I remember I was getting up and getting ready to go to work. So, but the subject of Harden came up. And talking about the idea of Harden coming to Houston. Now, granted, this is the beginning. This is February of 2022. Ask me what I thought, what my belief was, and 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 I never hop in spaces. Like I'll listen to spaces, even when I listen to spaces, it's not a long time. Like it's just a little bit here and there. I'll I'll get in, I'll get out. Um, but I had a I had a I had a talk on that space to kind of put my two cents out there, and I did. And from that moment, and and I did believe it that Harden would come back, and that the possibility was bigger than people would want to believe. and at that point when he when they had brought it up in February 2022, I, I truly did believe it, that he would be coming back. And on top of that, it doesn't change the way that I feel now. So my whole belief system around this is that if he returns in what capacity and in what role, would he return on because that's contingent upon what he's willing to accept now if we are going to give him max numbers here i don't know if i would want that near max numbers i don't know if i would want that if he wants to come back on a hometown like discount because he misses the team he misses the city he wants to perform for the he wants to put on for the city and help us win a title and like help coach the young ones Absolutely, fucking i'd want it but, like I said, what role and what capacity would he be coming back? Is he going to be James Harden before he left? Is he going to be keys to the city, James Harden? You know, Sylvester Turner would name a day after him. You know what I mean? Like, he can get away with anything. Harden's word in the Rockets organization was law. Now, granted, the whole the whole management is completely shifted now from what it was by the time that he had left. Morey's not there anymore. Tad Brown's not there anymore. You know, he barely... He was only there for, like, the last few years of like Tillman Fertitta's first years of ownership like now he's had a few more years under his belt as an owner so what role and what capacity would he be in my belief is this if he wants to come back and kind of have that Chris Paul like role I've said this in in February 2022 I'm going to say it now if he wants to come back to that capacity I would fully 100% be all for him coming back Mm -hmm. Because Chris Paul came in immediately saying, yo, Devin Booker is the man on the team. My goal is to make sure that he knows that he is the number one option for us, that he knows he's a bad mother effort. to know that he's the best shooting guard in the motherfucking game. Like, that is what I'm there to do. If James Harden wants to come back to Houston and say, Jalen Green, this is your team, Jalen Green, you are one of the baddest players I'd ever seen since my you know in my in my days of hooping and I'm gonna make sure that you get there. I'm gonna make sure that the whole NBA sees that you are exactly what you are supposed to be and that is one of the most cold-blooded shooting guards in today's NBA. If he wants to come in and do that, absolutely I would want him on the Rockets. If he comes back and wants to immediately take over ISO offense and continue to do what he did before he left Houston, no, because let's be honest here. James Harden's lost more than a couple of steps, which we kind of knew him to expect. Is his, is his effectiveness still going to be there? Yeah, his effectiveness is still going to be there. I still think the dude can put up 20, 20 to 25 with his eyes closed yep. easily mm-hmm. just on his just on his ability to get foul calls. But it's all contingent upon what type of player we're going to see if he dons that Rocket uniform again. My belief system is going to its gonna be that way. It stays that way. My emotional attachment to him as a player would love, for the nostalgia's sake, would love to see him don a Rocket uniform again. But the only reason why he dons that Rocket uniform again is to know that he is not James Harden of 2012 to 2019 from the Unguardable Tour. Mm-hmm. He is going to be James Harden a la Chris Paul to Phoenix, a la... Those players that come in and just get you over that top because of the veteran leadership and the experience that you provide and the ability to hit huge shots when you need it, just like what Chris Paul did. Hit did all the middies that, that Phoenix needed to get them to the finals. Chris Paul was there to do that. Mm-hmm. I would love for James Harden to come back at that capacity. But max money, keys to the city, number one option over Jalen Green? I don't think so. James Harden better check himself if that's the case. But I think if he does come back, I'm gonna to lean towards the former. I'm gonna to lean towards the fact that he knows. I lean towards the fact that he understands, and I'm gonna lean it and equate it towards not not exactly like LeBron because he's not forming. He's not obviously going coming back to Cleveland in his prime, like or like he's not coming back to Houston in his prime, like how LeBron came back to Cleveland in his prime after spending four years away in Miami. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think that him going away for a little while helped him mature as a man. And then he can come back and be like, you know what? I really want to help this team. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I have see life in a different lens now. I saw what life was in Brooklyn. I see what life is in Philly. And it's just not the same as home. And I really believe in James Harden's heart of hearts. He understands. He knows that H-Town is forever his home. So that's where I stand. GM, where do you stand in all of this? Where Do you want him back? Because I'm going to flip the question over back to you. Because this is going to be the last subject. Uh, well, actually, the second to last subject before we go home here. But what do you believe? What's your thoughts?
1: Uh, my thought here is a little similar to yours in terms of like whether he if you were to come back hypothetically what his role would be but I'm going to be completely transparent here um, I just don't see the value in bringing him in I don't think he brings something to the table in terms that will help Jalen Green become an alpha um, honestly I think if he were to come I think he would hinder it Jalen Green is already passive you can see it like in one play when he tried to alley up to KJ Martin when jalen green had the open dunk that was kind of the dunk where it's kind of like i am the guy i'm the man and don't fuck with me right because if kobe was taking that down the lane he's dunking he don't give a shit who's there um and that's kind of what we want to see in terms of jalen green yeet we want to see that alpha male mentality where it's like, i'm the guy
0: absolutely yeah
1: but I don't think that James helps him if he were to come here. Um, I do see a lot of Jalen probably conceding um, because of that. Uh, One guy I do think that will help uh, in regards to a certain talent would be Jabari Smith Jr. Playing alongside a guy like James Harden, running a pick-and-pop constantly, uh, I think that he will get so open. But helping Jabari Smith Jr. does not equate to helping Jalen Green. And I think, in my opinion, we have to value jalen as the number one guy and allow him and jabari smith jr to be those guys but you know if he does come back obviously there are certain you know um i wouldn't say protections i don't know what the word is but you know certain aspects of like conditions yes yes there you go conditions to what james brings to the table that will coincide with helping this young team succeed. Maybe we'll see someone to be a bit more of a playmaker. Because granted, for Philly, James has been a lot more of that playmaker and not scoring as much in terms of what he did in Houston. He hasn't had to. Joel Embiid is there, right? Tyrese Maxey. Tyrese Maxey. You have even have Tobias Harris to an extent. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker as well. Even though he he has stat lines of like shooting. No shots, zero points. Well, the whole point. Well, I, I said that. I
0: said that in just like totally as yeah, a yeah, joke. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: he is not helping PJ Tucker score by any means. No, definitely not. But I mean, you know, in 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 that regard, if if that were to come and he were to be an actual point guard, you know, because he is an actual point guard. Let's not get it twisted. Um, it's just more so I don't want to see the combo point guard James Harden from Houston when he was here and he was an MVP. I want to see more so the playmaker James Harden where he's finding guys with the pick and roll, finding guys on the drive, and finding guys in the corner constantly. Like, you you've seen reads where KPJ has missed wide open Jabari Smith Jr. in the corner many times. Same as Eric Gordon, you know, our best passers. Are probably Jalen Green, Daisha Nix, and Ty Ty Washington. If we're going to be completely transparent in terms of playmaking, and not even going to include Alperen Sengun, I'm specifically talking guards here. But in terms of all that, James Harden would uh, obviously be uh, in the pl- plethora of the top guy in terms of passing. Um, How will that affect Al P? See that? I'm not so sure. There's a lot of contingencies in terms of what James Harden brings to the table and how it affects other guys. But honestly, it's up to the front office and the scouting to see how much they truly value these young guys and see who can fit alongside of James Harden. We're not going to push the rebuild so forward to have the team fit James when it's more so James fitting in with the rest of the team.
0: I better what's going to be s- said myself, and I want to double down on myself getting James Harden after the fact that you explained how Jabari Smith could benefit from this. So I'm doubling down on my uh, on my stance, and I think James Harden should absolutely uh-huh. come back to the Rockets because I've just had shades of James Harden <laughs> running a pick and pop with a Jabari Smith, and my pants are off.
1: I think it would be dope, but uh, for me personally. Um I was going to have to give you the Randy Jackson. That's a no for me, dog.
0: Well you can shut your stupid face. Yeah, that's fair. He's not even going to fight back.
1: Nah, nah, cuz I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll we'll see what the off-season holds. Maybe we'll have an a summer episode where it's like the prodigal son has returned. James Harden is back in Houston.
0: Oh, I am going to absolutely clip that. Right, yeah, I'm going to absolutely clip that if that happens. Right here, right now, is this uh, moment, I'm going to clip it. If mean, you'd, next you'd, you'd summer, we you'd see it. Know. I will absolutely clip it yeah. and make sure it happens. Okay, GM, let's get ready to go home here. Um, But before we do, I do want to obviously just go real quick on the last subject. And that is uh, the game. Uh, Big Game Magic versus the Rockets at home. Uh, Jabari versus Paolo. People, you know what? I... What do you think? What is your belief on like this game? And, and I get not the importance of it. Wrong word. Because we've beaten the Magic already. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I think, man. I think it's I'm important not, for us
1: to win because we need to get back on the positive end. I mean, if we lose a close game. But I do believe that Jabari is probably going to be a lot more motivated. You know, the number one pick is here. He believed he was the number one pick. Paolo Bencaro's been balling out for the Magic. That's cute. So i not get it twisted. Yeah, it's cute. But I do believe that Jabari will probably be just a tad bit more aggressive. And we've seen him and Tari D up Paulo. They can D him up. These guys will be prepared. They will be motivated. I think Paula will get his, but we'll see. My wild card is Bull Bull. We'll see how Bull Bull plays, man. We don't have anyone to compete with him. Maybe, uh, you know, it's just strictly on size, Boban. But he ain't getting the court. It's going to be... A mixture of LP, Usman, and maybe Bruno. We'll see if Silas runs a 12-man rotation with Dacia Nix and Tai Ty Washington off the bench. And note, shout out to Brad who posted that. I think it was Brad. I don't know who it was. But someone posted that Tai Tai still has yet to have a turnover in his career. So think about that, Dacia Nix. Shout out to Brad Muse. Yep. One time, one time.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not, interestingly enough, like as much as I am a, uh, as much as Jabari's my son. I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna overhype this matchup because they're just two polar opposite players. Like, Palo What okay, so let's just say like this Palo Bancaro drops I don't know, eighteen or twenty and like six and five, mm-hmm. right? Well, those are good numbers. Those are good numbers for a game, right? Yeah. So it looks nice. Right? On stat sheet, it looks nice. Jabari Smith Jr. has nine points, three of ten from the field, two threes. You know what I mean? Like maybe like nine boards, and assist or two. I mean, on paper, who has the sexier stat line? Who? Mm-hmm. I'm asking you. Who has the sexier stat line?
1: It's always Paula. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. All right. That that's cool. But what about Paolo's shooting percentage? What if he shot like 8 of 20 or like 7 of 23? Like, what if he shoots over 20 shots and only makes like 7 or 8?
1: That's like an Allen Iverson style? Yeah, line.
0: yeah. It's an Allen Iverson style, which was great in the early 2000s, but when you're 2022, let's get back to the present. But it looks great on paper, and chances are Paolo's stat line's gonna look better than Jabari I I guarantee y'all that his record his not his record his stat line overall tomorrow is gonna be better than Jabari's and if it's not I'll come back live on the pod and I will I will eat the biggest crow in the world because but for me it's not about the stat line see that's the thing like when you when you go pound for pound on a matchup based on stats Paolo's gonna win nine times out of ten this year actually no he's gonna win ten times out of ten this year Mm -hmm. Paolo's putting up amazing numbers their team is still one game below 500. I'm Sorry, one game below us. They're still the worst team in the NBA. We're the third worst. And on top of that, Jabari's impact doesn't always hit on the stat points. Mm-hmm. Where Jabari may have succeeded and done well, Exhibit A, the Giannis game. Stat line did not look good. Jabari was not knocked he was solely at focused all. on defense. The thing is, he wasn't even knocked at all for the stat. Like no one cared that he didn't shoot the ball well. Mm-hmm. He literally created all those stops against Giannis Antetokounmpo. I truly believe that if he does the same thing with Paolo, and he, you know, you know, knocks his rock a few times, three steals, blocks his shot, you know, just bullies him on the defensive end, they're not going to talk about that. But that's the thing, like. When you talk about matchups and stats, Paolo's going to win. That's why I'm not a big fan of these quote-unquote matchups anymore. It's the totality of the game and whether or not the team that you play for wins or loses and how this player made an impact. But I'm different, guys. A lot of people look at stat lines. A lot of people think it's great. Yeah, impact is
1: obviously viewed differently. Impact for
0: me is everything. Impact for me is everything. You You can gladly get a Christian Wood that can drop you last year's numbers and he used to drop great numbers and we were a horrible team. So, I'm not saying Paolo's the same way, but I'm also saying, like, I don't pay as much attention to it as other people will. So, that's where I stand on it. Overall, it's going to be an exciting game, though. Myself and uh, my brother will be tuning into that game. It'll be a lot of fun, so y'all be sure to check that out as well. Jim, let's get ready to go home here on another great episode. Um, Man, 140 episodes in, so just continuing to chug them out. You know, as we get them. And we just appreciate y'all for giving us your first listen in terms of Rockets content. So we are very appreciative of y'all. GM, let's get ready to go home here. Go ahead and give them the plugs. Give everyone what they need to hear. All
1: right, guys. Well, first, let us shout out uh, a friend of our podcast, Shots and Thoughts, ST Pod. Um, you know, just, if you guys do enjoy um, an educational game show with alcohol and D20s they are your show it's full of banter wit and just a lot of fun overall those are our good friends and they always support us so we just you know always want to throw the shout out to them Um, shoot me a follow on twitter at jp underscore mirabueno follow uh, the podcast on twitter and tiktok at summit s-o-m-p-o-d follow the podcast on instagram at summit state of mind underscore pod and you know follow the team follow the company at apollo nba and at apollo h o u thank you again everybody for showering us with love we appreciate you um thank you everyone who participated in the giveaway on saturday and hopefully we'll have more giveaways soon um Everyone, keep an eye out. We'll be sure to put it out there and we'll be sure to, you know, put it out there at a decent time. We love everyone. Have fun. We love to enjoy ourselves with uh, the Rockets community. And if you guys are listening, we may or may not have a watch party coming up soon. We're ironing out the details, but soon enough, you guys will hear if it is to happen.
0: Yeah, and uh, be sure to follow me me as well on Twitter uh, at Summit Commish. And shout-outs to our uh, Apollo podcast family. Uh, Be sure to check out, if you love and or do not love the Texans for their just absolutely wonderful season, uh, be sure to check out Off the Gridiron. They just absolutely kill it, Uh, Lil Bro Taylor and Noah. Be sure to check them out. And Beyond the Diamond, the crown jewel of Astros podcast, be sure to check them out as well. Uh, Dez and... uh, Why am I blanking? Brian, Brian LaLima. Be sure to give them, give them love and check them out as well. They've been pumping out bangers and they actually just recently got their, the new juiced balls, uh, episode, so that be sure to check that one out. That was a very insightful episode. So that was a great job by them and the rest of the Apollo Podcast family. Uh, be sure to check out One Take. They just recently dropped their Avatar: Way of Water review. Uh, Shout out! Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I want to watch. Yeah, yeah. You, sh- you, you know, have not even watched be saying the movie. A yet. Single word. <laughs> I, the I movie could yet.
0: spoil the movie in two seconds. <laughs> I'm sure you could. You know, Rick, Bruce I'm... Willis is dead at the end of Sixth Sense, and I just <laughs> <Yeah, that, that laughs> you know would, what I mean? Would, like, would, I ain't trying to that do that to you.
1: Quite insane. I ain't
0: trying to lonely island boys you right now. But yeah, so before we get too off topic yeah so be sure to check them out a uh, one take they're always killing it yeah they just dropped their avatar the way of water review i agreed with some of their takes i disagreed with some of their takes as well because it seems that people seem to love or hate avatar I, i'm i am an avatar stan uh by any means necessary and i just love james cameron as a director so like i said all love to the apollo podcast network uh podcasts that are out there continue to grind it out and killing it with their content Um, And we just, once again, we appreciate each and every one of y'all for continuing to uh, join us on this journey. And like I said uh, a little bit earlier, just, you know, continuing to make us your number one listen uh, when you hit the road and when you get ready for work for all your Rockets podcast and news needs. So on the send off and the sign off and the go home here, we're going to end it by saying, go Apollo, go Summit, and of course, go Rockets.
1: The Summit si 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 bye